Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Kate Shemarani on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Good morning, you wonderful health and truth seekers. It's the 30th of December, 2023. Can you believe it? We've got here, we've made it. And I'm now on a Saturday morning. I hope a lot of you have switched over from my Sunday show. And I'm sure there's lots of you who have just heard me for the first time. And I want to say a great big thank you because you literally are my fam. You're my TNT fam. You are now joining the army. You're in the army now. You are in the natural nurse army. And lots is going on. So I just want to, I'm going to do it for a few shows. I'm going to recap on who I am. I was described as Britain's most dangerous woman, which is a bit of a cheat, really, because I was like in my 50s, running along Whitehall in my stilettos, being chased by hundreds of cops. I mean, really, let's face it, in a pencil dress, fellas, if you don't know what a pencil dress is, it's skin tight, high shoes and a cape. Who wears a cape? I do. Um, I wasn't really going very far, was I? But anyway, you can view that video. It's 3.2 million views on YouTube. I think it's called Kate Shemaroni Gets Harassed by the Pigs in Blankets. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. I meant the agents of the state. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. I meant the police, the Met. Anyway, the Metropolitan Police are doing so well with their recruitment process because it looks like most of them uh, that are in jail for sex offences seem to be rather a lot of them are Metropolitan Police officers. Anyway, selection process really is doing its job. But look, I am a nurse of, oh my gosh, cracking on. It won't be long before I can say 40 years. That's how long I've been a nurse I was also an air hostie. Of course I was. I'm gorgeous for British Airways. And I flew the world on an aluminium tube. Um, I had endless vaccines as a child, as as an adult, as a nurse, as a stewardess. Oh, yes, I was le pincushion. Anyway, I met a gentleman who was the most beautiful man I'd ever seen in my life and got married and spawned four kids quickly. First three IVF. And they're 25 yesterday, my oldest. Almost 23 in April, my twins and my youngest, who I used to refer to as my minion of darkness. She is 21. Blessed. Four children, two boys, two girls. And I carried on. And I went and got my nursing registration back. Went back to uni when they went to school. I was a full-time mommy for eight years. The best. It was wonderful being a full-time mommy. And I did my return to practice, opened my business, and boom. I was diagnosed with a very aggressive and deadly breast cancer, lobular invasive grade three breast cancer. I'd seen patients, I'd nursed patients having chemotherapy with their hair falling out, their nails falling off, vomiting everywhere, radiotherapy where their wounds break down, burned. I'd seen friends and family. I couldn't do it. I was a coward. I was like, I ain't going that way. I'm not doing it. My ex-husband, who's actually for the first time, I think in a decade, is in my house now. And you'll find out why, because we're a big fam here. Um, He is a scientist and he went off and he found the Gerson therapy within three weeks. Signed myself out of the hospital on day two. I always say not the best thing I did, all private. I had a double mastectomy and a reconstruction. So yes, I have breasts that look like Barbie and I have to work really hard. So I don't look like I've got a cut and shot body to make my ass match. Um, Don't be offended if you're sitting there saying, did you just say that? Um, yeah, we did. It, 
we're friends here. Let's just talk. We're talking. We're talking. Uh, and you're truth seekers. Are you not? And the last three and a half years should have told you that you can't trust a word that the government come out with because they're the lying lies of lies. They're not your mommy and daddy. They don't love you. They don't give a rat's behind about you. They want you all injected with an experimental bioengineering shot. They want to rape you from every orifice and bung you in a smart city. And that's just a bloke who's wearing the skin suit called Klaus. <laughs> Ming the Merciless. Anyway, I started on this Gerson therapy and my brother-in-law is a surgeon and part owns the hospital in Tehran. He looked at my notes. He said, she's going to die. Drag her in. She needs chemotherapy, radiotherapy, tamoxifen, Zolodex. I carried on 13 juices a day, fat-free, salt-free, sugar-free, vegan diet for uh, a month, six weeks. And then I had was allowed 200 mils of yogurt, fat-free yogurt supplements and five coffee enemas. Yes. Five coffee enemas, a litre of coffee goes up my rear end. And actually, it still does today. And by the time you've done, because next year, you're in the new natural nurse army, you're in the army now, you're going to be learning all about it and what it does. I'm telling you, you'll be doing it. Trust me on that one. So I did it. Six months rolled into a year. It's rolled into 12 years that I've remained cancer-free. Even the consultant who I see, just to check my uh, reconstruction, he says, you're lucky. And then he says, you've done well. You've done well. I said, done well with what? He said, I said, to be alive. He said, yes. So there you have it, folks. Do your due diligence. Now, if you are taking prescription medication or you do have any new symptoms or worsening old symptoms, please go and see your indoctrinated doctor. You must go and see them. Do not stop taking any of your medication. Everything I'm telling you today is for information purposes only. You can cartwheel around your living room with it. We can do a song and a dance afterwards, but that's all it is. Now, I just want to tell you, because this is your show. This is your show. Please do email me, Kate Shimarani at tntradio.live if you want to tell me your medical crimes in tyrannical times. So I spotted that great big dirty fat lie because of my Gerson therapy, because of my cancer, because I looked at the entire history of medicine 12 years ago. I had the time every time I did a coffee enema. Four kids, 90 miles a day, driving them to school. I ran my house with miniature precision. It can be done. If I can do it, you can do it. I looked into the history of medicine. I'm a trained and qualified independent nurse prescriber. I don't care that they've taken my license away. Who'd want to have that license? Not me, especially when I tell you what I've seen in the last week. But I can tell you right now, when I began to look, wow, when you peer down that rabbit hole and you see, you can't unsee, and then you see everything's a lie. And I think you're kind of seeing it now because the uptake of childhood vaccines just fell through the floor. People are seeing it. You can see some books behind me, all my books on natural healing, very few books uh, on procedures. So let us begin. If you want to ring in, you can ring in, but let us begin. So you are my family and you've often heard me talking about my daughter. And I'm not going to say which one, but I used to talk about her bedroom. When I went in, I looked like I'd been burgled and the burglar had just gone through all her clothing drawers, thrown it around the room and left and not taken anything. It was literally like living with a hostile lodger who doesn't pay you and makes a mess. Well, I got a dreaded phone call last week. She was flying home from where she was. She was told to fly home. And she'd had a biopsy and she needed to come home immediately to discuss her diagnosis. And in I went to 
what I refer to as the National Homicide Service, the Hospice Kill. And it gave her this diagnosis at four o'clock in the morning when we weren't with her. Her boyfriend was with her. I was like, what? She doesn't have any of those symptoms. It's a pretty, it's a pretty big diagnosis to give someone when just a few cells in an aspirate, which they won't let me have, incidentally. They've told my daughter she can't have it either, which is against the it's against the act. They have to give you when you request your bloods, you say, I'd like copies of them. I'd like copies of all my results. They have to give them to you. Uh, and just throwing in here, just in case I forget, you must make sure you have somebody who has your power of attorney, several, and get together with them every six months and make sure it remains the same. Make sure you have a power of attorney. Always, always, always. You get this diagnosis and I just know how. I'm not seeing it, not seeing it. Before I knew it, they were giving her steroids. They were on her like a rash. They were prepping, prepping her for chemo. That's how fast it went within a couple of days. But I'll tell you, she didn't want to do it. And what a battle. We got her out very quickly. They gave her the biggest dose of steroids I have ever seen, ever seen. I panicked. She said, I don't want to do it. Don't want to do it, mom. Don't want to do what they're telling me. And she said, they're coming in, they're bullying me. So she said, look, I want to go home and think about it. Well, she's had a good think. Anyway, what do we do? So now we're getting a second opinion. We can't even get the things from the first lot, but we've got to get them. And I'm going to keep you updated all the way along. And we've had some fun and games. She had so many phone calls from them chasing her. Fertility clinic to take her eggs. I'm not kidding. This is a, a young girl, a young woman. We've all been there and we've all seen our kids sick. And I'll tell you, I would fight for each and every one of you. And I would fight for each and every one of your children, which is why I got arrested. I got a criminal record. Why I was known as Britain's most dangerous woman. I'm a Christian. God is within us. That road to righteousness, that gate is narrow. And you know what? I won't go down on my knees. And all of your kids are my kids as well. You can email me anytime. Kate Moroni at tntradio.live. You want me to cover a show? Because next year we've got pre-records as well. Doctors that can come on. People you've never heard of that I found along the way in my 12-year journey. Well, my, do- my daughter's home. But all I'm going to tell you is we've done nebulizers. Oh, sorry. Did you just hear me sniff up snot there? Snot's very important. We're going to be talking about snot in a minute. It's not what you think. And uh, we've started on a particular diet. She started on Laetrile, You've B17 and uh, vitamin B17, four molecules, glucose, glucose, benzaldehyde, cyanide. The last two are totally inert. But when they come into contact with beta glucosidase, synergy occurs. They join together, they become much more potent. And then they go into cancer cells, they kill it, then they filter through the liver, where they act as an analgesic, a painkiller. They act as as an antiseptic for cleaning and they lower blood pressure. So she's had the pure form of Laetrile tablets. We've now got injections, IVs, whatever she wants to do. It's all natural. But anyway, she's got that. She's been on that. She's been on turmeric. She's been on um, melatonin, high doses. We've done all the things. We have doctors, and, and I'd like to say a big thank you to Zero Spike. Do get on there. 
and use the code Nurse Kate because you get a 10% discount. I'll get Zabio Zolfi back on. The people at Zero Spike were straight on it. Doctors in Italy, oncologists on it helping. And uh, also the B17 guys at uh, who've also been on. You've had John on here, but you can you can also go on there. You get 10% discount if you want to know that or get that on there. And also you can email me for that discount for the B17, for the apricot kernels, for the capsules, for the ampules. If you want someone to inject it, it's a vitamin. And also you can do it IV. You can even get your doctor to do it if you would. I doubt it. You'll need a natural birth. <laughs> we started on that. Um, anyway, they've laughed at me for years. My kids have for doing coffee enemies. They have laughed their heads off. And my daughter had terrible, terrible, terrible pain in her shoulder. The shoulder, even though she's got a mass here, pressing on a few of her vital organ blood vessels. And this pain was intermittent. Now, what actually happens when, um, and I, please forgive me for looking down sometimes. I mean, I, I'm really well versed, but sometimes I'm telling you so much. Um, the pain, why do you get pain in the middle of the night? Why does that pain wake you? And in the morning, you're often much better. Why do you get much worse with your snot and your sneezing and your sore throat at night? It's completely normal to have symptoms between 1 and 3 a.m. That's when cancer patients will mostly be woke up and have terrible pain. And this is what Dr. Max Gerson noticed. And, and the reason is that your body's got all your natural biorhythms. Your natural biorhythms, I can tell you, are down the creek. If you've got night lights on, if you've got your mobile phone, if you've got street lamps outside, if you've got these LED fairy lights around your kid's bed, you need to be in complete darkness. Wear a sleep mask. You need to be in pitch black. The only light that won't wake you up and affect your pineal gland and your melatonin secretion is red light. So it's okay to make your bedroom look like a brothel. It's the only time I'm going to allow it. I've got red Christmas lights, actually. Anyway, so what happens is your natural biorhythms throughout the day produce their own natural anti-inflammatories. And then between 4 a.m. and midnight, all of that uh, starts, that 4 a.m. to midnight, that starts to be released. And it produces none between 1 and 3 a.m., which is why you get sick. So Dr. Max Gerson, my Gerson therapy, when his patients woke up with pain, he would give them a pain triad. That pain triad I gave my daughter and I gave her a thousand milligrams of turmeric, 50 milligrams of niacin, vitamin B3 flushing, and a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. I think his was slightly different. They'd originally did aspirin and something else. And I gave her a coffee enema. She had no pain, none, zero, zero pain. And we also did, please don't do this without being told exactly how to do it and everything else. But for her, and I followed all instructions, she did uh, saline and a very, very tiny titrated amount, hydrogen peroxide, 3% food grade nebulizer. Stopped her coughing and all her pain went and she coughed. She had no pain. Now in hospital, <clears throat> they wanted to give her steroids. They gave her blood thinners, fragment. Then I watched and they gave her, I said, what is that? They were giving her, oh, it's a cyclovir. Everybody gets it in here. That's an antiviral for like shingles, herpes. I said, she doesn't have any symptoms for that. Why are you giving her that? Oh, we're, we're prepping her. It's a really harsh drug on the liver. I went, don't take it. I said, you could give that within 48 hours of symptoms. 
have a good effect. Anyway, needless to say, we personally, it's her, she's consented to it. We're not telling you to do it. She doesn't want to do any of their stuff. And she's sleeping like a baby right now with no symptoms. I haven't heard a cough for hours. This is phenomenal for me. So we shall continue. And it's shoveling snow and it's still snowing, but I'm going to give you updates. The diagnosis she was given was mediastinal non-Hodgkin's lymphoma B, which is aggressive, fast growing, or so they said. But she doesn't have any other symptoms, nothing. Anyway, we're going to get to the bottom of it. And if that turns out to be what it is, great. If it doesn't, watch this space, because if they thought I was a rat bag before, they're going to really find out what a rat bag I'm now. But what was really funny was they kept going in and asking my daughter my name. <laughs> it all changed when they found out my name because they wouldn't give us any information. All I'm going to say is this to you nurses in the National Homicide Service that I saw. Some of you were lovely. You were nice people. You're just doing what you were trained in. I think I saw one slim nurse. The rest of you were extremely overweight. Some of you were morbidly obese. To the doctors I saw with nail varnish on, that is absolutely disgusting. Bits of nail varnish, really? Abs I'd have sacked you. For you doctors, the consultant that was on strike the day we were in so we couldn't see you, I'd have sacked you. I'd have sacked your ass. In fact, I might have sorry-assed it right out the door, there and then. All of the doctors had no masks. The nurses had to wear masks. How do you account for that then? For a deadly virus. What does, does all germs, as they call it, and viruses only like go around the nurses, but the doctors have got a ring of, of idolatry protection around them. For the food that you served on the ward, shame on you. You woke my daughter up with a cup of tea with fluoride, chlorine water. You offered her white sugar. You offered her milk, mucus forming. Cancer cells have seven or eight times more insulin receptors on them. You offered her food that I would offer no one. It wasn't even food. You had a massive tin of sweets, candy on your nurse's station that you delved into as you went by. Are you kidding me in a cancer ward? Are you kidding me? Anyway, one of the doctors as well. I can't believe he did it. In order to prove to me that my daughter wasn't a do not resuscitate, he swung around the screen and I saw all the patients and all the data births and all their names saw an awful lot of do not resuscitates on there. Put the fear of God in me because it had me and mine in there. Anyway, we're going to move on to some pioneers in a minute. Before that, I want to say to you, TNT Radio Live is where you hear it all. Please get on the website, stop buying rubbish and get yourself some socks, get yourself everything, whatever you need. You can ring in. You can ring in today and speak. Come on, ring in and Tell me your horror story. You can also email me, Kate Shemarani at tntradio.live. You can email me if you want health advice, natural nurse at mail.com. We're just going to go and have a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to hear about the pioneers before I bring on my guest. Go for it. TNT Radio's Hervoy Morich. Approximately 650,000 Ukrainian men aged 18 to 60 have left Ukraine for Europe since the start of the war. It's a tough spot if your country is being invaded. Uh, that's one thing and you're a, a male and a citizen. Um, but you know, if the war, if it's a globalist war, I, I wouldn't want to participate <laughs> in these banker globalist wars and 
most of them just uh, are. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Take us back in time. And who was Mike Flynn? He was the National Security Advisor to the President. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming President of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. At this moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism or you're talking about communism, socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat, people will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. You're back with me, Kate Shimaroni, natural nurse in a toxic world. And you are listening to TNT Radio Live. You're now in the army. You're in the natural nurse army. Well, I just told you a little bit about my daughter. Um, and I'm going to keep you post, uh, you know, posted with all of it. And I've told you a little bit about myself and, and what I've done. In the background, you can see very beautiful Grace Shara. We've had Scott Shara on. I will hopefully be flying to America in October, where I'll cover it live for you guys and tell you uh, all about the case that they have got against the nurses and the doctor. She was basically murdered. She was murdered. Well, I'm saying basically. Um, let me just tell you a few things I'm going to comment on, and I'm going to try and look at the camera. Forgive me for not doing as much as I could, but it's been a bit of a hectic week. But next next week, you'll be looking into my eyes constantly. Anyway, look, in uh, the UK, we've got Professor Sir John Bell. Please feel free to add another name on the end of Bell. Feel free. I don't mind. Anyway, Professor John Bell, he is doing genetic testing with Roche, <coughs> excuse me, it's always good to cough. He's got 773,000 shares in Roche. Roche, who is, Roche 
Um, and he's the former health secretary, Andrew Lansley, also went to Roche. And Roche invented midazolam. You all know what midazolam is now, don't you? Because you've been listening to me. Midazolam is um, benzodiazepine, paralyzes your breathing muscles. It's used in uh, end-of-life care. It's used in anesthesia. It was used in massive quantities on COVID patients. COVID patients with morphine. Interestingly, they all died. Uh, he's now, he's now <laughs> really, really high up. In, in the government now, he's our future health boss. <laughs> I'm laughing. And he defends his big pharma conflict. So Roche invented Madazalam, conflict of interest here. Your body's your commodity. Let me tell you, you, you are literally, they want your blood every last drop. And then they want your assets when they've robbed you of every last drop. So this is, you know, he's a future health boss. He's got 773,000 shares in Roche. You couldn't make this up, could you? Anyway, moving swiftly on. Do follow me on Twitter, actually, because I got my um, account back. Moving swiftly on. Told you about pain. Um Henry Marsh. Now, he was interviewed. Henry Marsh was interviewed and um, he he wanted, with his illness, he wanted to, to just be put to death, basically. He wanted end-of-life drugs. Anyway, he didn't get them. And now he's alive and well. And he's now speaking out. He says assisted dying inquiry is essential. He's a leading brain surgeon because he's now saying that basically uh, he's admitted that it's currently involuntary euthanasia let's just tell you what involuntary euthanasia is well euthanasia is illegal in the uk so involuntary euthanasia is what it's murder it's planned murder if you kill enough people it's mass murder it's genocide under the rome statute i believe the penalty if found guilty still remains the same it's death by hanging i'm just letting you doctors and nurses know that you know i know you'll get a bit twitchy but if you're following government guidelines and uh, patients are dying, might be something you want to look at your code of conduct because it does actually tell you that you've got to stay within the laws of the country of which you practice in. And in the UK, euthanasia is indeed illegal. So anyway, so we, we saw wonderful James Freeman, who you can listen to with the Freeman Report. He had on Dr. Uh, Bob Gill. I'm hoping to get Dr. Bob Gill on, but I once did interview him and he said it was the hardest interview he'd ever done. Yeah, I was hardcore. Oh, I came for the jugular. I really did. Uh, but he is a good guy. But he's actually said, he's, he's told us that um, the people in Parliament, people, some people think <laughs> David Icke would say lizards. But anyway, the people in Parliament, have they've lied to us. And what they've done is they've set up an integrated care board, integrated care boards in the NHS to deliver a US style health system. What does that mean? Well, let me give you an example. During the COVID con pandemic, scandemic, um, patients were given um, remdesivir and remdesivir, which I think is about $3,000 for a course of remdesivir. In the Ebola trials, 54% of those patients given it died. They died. And there was another drug called budesonide that you have as a nebulizer, which is only 33, I think it's dollars or quid, but whatever it is, 33 dollars or 33 quid 
is a bit different to $3,000 or 3,000 quid pounds. Um, a three-day course of that. And they had 100% success rate out of intensive care with that and 98% in other places. The hospitals were not to use that. And it's not in the um, new guidelines for the UK either. They're not to use budesonide. They're to use remdesivir. Now, when the hospitals used remdesivir, they then were given in America a 20% discount on all of their other drugs that were supplied by that company, 20%. So when the patients came in and were being treated with all these different drugs, and then the invoice goes to the, to the healthcare insurer, they didn't give the discount to them. So they made 20% profit on top of what they normally would because they used remdesivir. So they put all the patients on it. That's your integrated care boards. So that US style is coming to the UK and you are just going to be a number. So they're going to go when you check in and population triage. Oh, doesn't earn very much, although that's the AI system that's going to do that. Oh, doesn't pay much tax. Oh, got a load of comorbidities. Oh, end of life care for him. And then the same bloke, same age, same diagnosis comes in next to you. Oh, he's a bit of a fat cat. Oh, he pays a lot of tax. Yep, throw everything at him. We need him alive and well. If you think I'm lying, you need to go and start looking into it. That's exactly what's going on. Um, But look, they do do some good things, not very many. And they shout and do a song and a dance about it so that you all believe, stay home, protect the NHS and idolatry. And we can't blame them. They go into the career, some of them do, because they, they want to save lives. A lot of the nurses do. But I think far more of them go into it just for a job. And to go into it and strike because you want more money, you stupid people. Um, you don't know economics because the NHS has gone. Uh, so over 100 trusts were a million in debt and two trusts were billions in debt. <laughs> so uh, I don't know where you think your 100K pensions are coming from because it wasn't ring fenced. It was a Ponzi scheme. So, you know, don't look to me for any um, compassion about your, your strikes because you shouldn't be striking. Anyway, let's get into some pioneers. So you're told you're sick. Present with a symptom. Let's take a common cold. Your snot's gushing. You're coughing. You've got a sweat on. You don't want to eat anything. You feel really unwell. What's the first thing the doctor tells you to do? Take something to stop the snot. Then he tells you, take something to lower your temperature. Take some paracetamol. There's a drug that's nasty. You only need eight to kill you. Um, it's very harsh on the liver. Collects in the liver. Uh, take that. That's what they tell you to do. Do they tell you to stop drinking milk, eating dairy, eating meat? Uh, no, just drink clear fluids. Do they tell you to do that? No, no. Rest. They don't tell you any of that. Well, that's not. Embrace it. It's it's your body. It's your body's detergent. It's cleansing you. Now, there was a guy called Professor Arnold Errett. And Professor Arnold Errett uh, was born in 1866, I think it was, 1866. And he went off to, uh, I think he went to university he, to study drawing because uh, that's back in the day when you went to uni when you were terribly posh and terribly rich. Now, you don't have to be neither because they're just going to rape you, give you big debt. 
I'm on a roll this morning, folks. Um, and he he then went into the military to be discharged because he got a disease called Bright's disease. Now, his Bright's disease, glomerulonephritis, inflammation in the kidney, uh, he couldn't, he got all these doctors from all over because they were clearly rich, couldn't cure him. That was it. He was told it was a lifelong thing. He actually got so depressed, he stopped eating and he felt a little bit better. So he started to study nutrition. He went to Algiers and he stopped eating everything except for non-fibrous fruits and vegetables and green leafy vegetables. And he made a 100% recovery back to vitality. Uh, First World War, just before the First World War broke out, he went to America, to LA. By this time, he'd cured thousands of people of terrible, terrible diseases. And he'd opened a sanitarium in Switzerland. This is a guy that was not a doctor. And he lectured, he became a pioneer in naturopathy. And he went to lecture. Anyway, he was found outside. He couldn't go back because the the First World War broke out. And he was found outside with a head injury. And it was said that he had new shoes on and the floor was wet and greasy and he fell over and hit his head in his early 50s. And that's what killed him. I doubt it. He was probably killed. No one saw the accident. They just found him outside where he'd been lecturing to over 100 people. Apparently there was no spare seats. But what did he say about the body? Uh, He actually said, starting at the beginning, Every disease, no matter what name it is known by, medical science as, is constipation. Now, you all know constipation as you're full of poo. You can't go to the toilet. What's it like when you're constipated? Do you remember? You feel terrible, don't you? You feel sluggish. You feel bloated. You feel uncomfortable. You get headaches. What else happens with people that suffer from constipation? They get bad breath, halitosis. It's a particular smell. I I can spot people with disease. I can spot when I look at their faces and then I can spot it when I smell their breath. Poo breath, we call it. Just to digress, when I walked into the hospital, I said to my daughter, what's wrong with your face? It's it's all round and puffy. And they were nursing her flat, but telling her she had something pressing on the vital blood vessels in her chest. Oh my word, what do you do? You sit them up. You always nurse somebody upright. She had a cough. That swelling went down very quickly. Could have been uh, superior vena cava syndrome, but I don't believe it was. I noticed that swollen face several months ago with her. I said, have you put on weight? She said, I have. I said, oh, your face is looking a little bit puffy, a little bit red. She said, is it? There's a sign. Well, the other sign is your bad breath. Now, lots and lots of people that do autopsies will tell you that when they've gone into the bodies, in the gut, that's the the tube that goes from your mouth to your backside. It's one big long pipe. That's all it is. They've said that they found 10 pounds of hard, crusty feces up there. You are literally full of it. And they found capsules from supplements. They found all sorts just sitting in the gut, rotting meat, pus, pus. They found it all in there. So 
Professor Eric said it's a clogging up of your entire system of your body and any special symptom is therefore merely an extraordinary local constipation of this accumulated mucus. So what he did was he, he took away everything that caused mucus. And what, what, what do you notice when you do that? I'll tell you, because you're now in the army, the natural nurse army. And you're going to be doing it come January. Every single week, we're doing a seven-day bender, we are, me and you, seven-day bender. You're going to lose weight. You're going to detox. You're going to be pooing for Britain. You might even be doing coffee enemas and joining my coffee, upside-down coffee chat at 6 a.m. every morning where you get to chat to everyone else that's got a litre of coffee up their rear ends. And uh, you're going to be the best version of, your, of yourself. Best of all, you're going to become health ministers because, you know, once you start to feel good, you want to tell the world. Because my daughter last night, you know, the first thing she did when she finished a coffee anyway, she was still sat on the toilet. She FaceTimed her mate then she FaceTimed her sister. She says, I'm not going to lie. I've got no pain. I'm not going to lie. I feel OK. And then she went through it. Anyway, look, what 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 is vitality? Have you asked your doctor? You asked your doctor what vitality is because they don't know the medical science to them. The human body is still a mystery, especially in a diseased condition. So my doctor's, my daughter's gone in, she's got that. What's the first thing they want to do? They want to give her steroids. Steroids block the COX-1, COX-2 pathway. They inhibit the body's ability to heal. Interesting, massive doses. I have a patient who was on steroids for 18 years for Duchenne muscular dystrophy. He fell over and broke his hip. Those steroids cause your bones to be fragile and holy like Swiss cheese. That's what he had. Big moon face. He was the size of a 10 year old. He came out. I found studies. We weaned him off his steroids. He grew straight away. He hit puberty within six weeks. He now looks like a young man. But he broke his leg again because they hadn't done the right operation. It's going to come on TNT. What we found out, ah, and eugenics on steroids, literally. But look, what does he say? It's not only necessary to eradicate all the errors from your brain, but the truth must be shown to you in such a new and simple light that you grasp it at once. And this great advantage is simplicity. So Professor Eret goes through and he, he, he talks about a diagnosis where you need to know what you're dealing with. That's why I need an absolute unequivocal diagnosis of my daughter's condition. I need to know it because I need to know what I'm dealing with. He talks about getting your diagnosis exactly. He talks about fasting. Now, fasting can kill a patient or it can save a patient. So you shouldn't be doing that on your own at all. And I know cancer patients, if you fast a cancer patient, it's like taking annual leave when you've got nothing in the bank and you say, oh, yeah, I'll have it unpaid. You can't do it. So you've got to do it in a different way. He he says, he says, you know, the buildup of uric acid in the body and how it looks in the colon. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> my daughter always had problems with her gut. She was in hospital. I think she was seven or nine. I can't remember for an endoscopy because she used to get lots and lots of bloating and diarrhea, lots of food she couldn't tolerate. She would get eczema. She'd get Raynaud's, undiagnosed Raynaud's, but that's what it is where she would get really cold fingers. It would look like she had no circulation. These are all symptoms, all symptoms of problems with the gut. She used to 
she was known for her spectacular farts. As soon as she started eating, she had to go and go to the bathroom immediately. So these are all really, really important things to know. And I could see with her face and all these symptoms, this was a gut, all disease begins in the gut. So join us after the break and we'll talk more about what Professor Eric said. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Winter is going to reclose in on Europe and the United States. The United States had a very warm Christmas, but if you looked at the weatherbell.com analogs that we put out back in March for how we thought this was going to evolve, a lot of this is based on our climate hypothesis having to do with the underwater geothermal venting that's going on. It predicted almost perfectly the Christmas temperature across the United States, with it being warm in the east and central part of the country and cold in the west. It also is predicting a cold January, February, and March, and this is coming for much of the southern and eastern United States. It's also coming for Europe. You folks in Europe, get ready. You can punch the clock. You're about 10 days away from a dramatic change. And there is going to be three to four weeks of really, really nasty weather in Europe. Because this is a retrograding pattern, we have something called the quasi-biennial oscillation, which is easterly. What happens is Europe will get very, very cold first. The United States over the next two weeks will be cold from about the central part of the United States, west, east, south, where it'll still be warm in Canada. Then the mother load comes into the United States later in January and February. So we're giving you fair warning now. There is a textbook stratospheric warming event taking place. It was already one. It is leading to the response that's turning cooler now across the United States. But the second one that is coming is the one that can really, really dump the polar vortex into the Great Lakes for a while later in January or February. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Even the thought of dementia can feel scary. It's why we put off getting help, even though we've noticed changes in our thinking or memory. But an early diagnosis can change everything, giving you medical help and a support system around you to help you live better. Start with Dementia Australia's online checklist. Because the sooner you know, the more you can do. Telling it as it is. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hi, folks. I'm back. It's me, Kate Shimarani, your natural nurse in a toxic world. And you know what? It is live. So I'm just getting a hold of our guest here. So, look, let's talk about Professor Eric, Professor Arnold Eric. Folks, if you want to email me, don't forget your medical crimes in tyrannical times because it's it's all going on. Kate Shimarani at TNTradio.live. Uh, if you want to email me with health things, you can do it there. Health questions, what you want me to talk about. We've got loads and loads of doctors lined up, incidentally, for the new year. I've been a busy bee. And you can also naturalnurse at mail.com. You can send me if you want to have a personal consultation. And just a little little bit of a little, no, little nugget, because Grace Sharrett is behind me. Her only crime to be euthanized by the doctors and nurses to be murdered was that she was Down syndrome. During the Nazi regime, 
it was the doctors and nurses always, if you go through history, that did a lot of the deciding and the killing. Now, the midwives were initially asked to alert the authorities to where every disabled baby was that they came across. Any nurse then who dobbed in a disabled person, someone with epilepsy, was paid four Reichmark to do it. The nurses and the doctors who wouldn't comply, the nurses who wouldn't do it, were dismissed, all dismissed. And the nurses that remained, most of them were in the Nazi party. And they believed they were doing the right thing as they moved on to children, as they moved, they, they, oh, they murdered thousands of children, thousands and thousands of children, adolescents, adults. Do look, just Google, they were guillotining the elderly in the basements of the town halls. And then what did they do with all of these disabled men, women and children? They gave them cocktails of terrible, terrible drugs. Uh, you're going to hear about some with my second guest. They're using those drugs now. I'm just going to tell you that. Some of those drugs are making an ugly comeback. But they also uh, stopped feeding them. They let them die of exposure. We are in tyrannical times. And if you cannot see the similarities, then, then you need to go in the bathroom, slap yourself with a cold flannel. I always say I'm a hot nurse with a, a rough cold flannel. <laughs> I am. You need to look at everything. And what we're seeing in hospitals is the same regimes coming down. This is what we're seeing. So you doctors and nurses, um, if you're hastening a death with drugs and you're deciding, um, oh, it's kind, actually, some nurses that went on a, on a course and one of the nurses told me when they were talking about end of life care, this nurse said, but we can't kill patients. We can't give them enough to kill them. And these nurses are, I know, but it's kinder. They're in pain. They're not all in pain, let me tell you. You can't make that decision, nor can a doctor. And you doctors need to be reminded of the Montgomery versus Lanarkshire case. You cannot make that decision. Seven Supreme Court judges, you are in contempt of court. Anyway, let's just go in. What did Professor Eretz say? He said, what's a cold? You know what a cold is. It's not. Anyway, it's when you feel wretched. You've got it streaming out your nose. You've got it stream eyes streaming. You're coughing up phlegm. If you swallow it, what do you do? You start feeling sick. You start feeling sick. He said a cold is a beneficial effort to eliminate waste from the cavities of the head, the throat, and the bronchial tubes. Pneumonia. It's funny, isn't it, that everybody gets pneumonia that goes into hospital that they put on a ventilator. <laughs> I'm not laughing because I think it's funny. It's like a, a, a dark laugh that nurses have. It's because you see the lie that is medicine. Um and they all laughed a wicked laugh. Um, so that putting you on a ventilator, they're putting a portal straight into your lungs for, for bacteria and everything else and dust and all the other crud that's in the place that you're in. But they're giving you all those drugs, which is just going to make your body further toxic. There are times when you do need to be vented if you've had a car accident and they need to adequately perfuse your brain. That's where modern medicine is fantastic. But the majority of it isn't fantastic. <laughs> Pneumonia, the cold goes deeper and will eliminate and clean the mucus from the moist, spongy, vital organ, the lung. <coughs> a hemorrhage occurs to clean more radically. The entire system is aroused, causing a higher temperature by the friction of the waste in the circulation. 
So my daughter didn't have a temperature, but she gets one now, a big rip roaring one, and then it goes. Oh, it's, I, I used to have that when I had cancer. When I started doing the Gerson therapy, I'd get these high temperatures when I started healing that would last just a few hours. Then I was good to go. It's a healing response. Anyway, the entire system is aroused. That proves alarming. And the doctor, the indoctrinated doctor, the allopathic, the Rockefeller doctors, they suppress this, this expectorating, this coughing, this, and they, they suppress your temperature with drugs and they block nature's process of healing and cleansing. This is Professor Eric's words, not mine. This is just for information purposes only. And you can order this book. I should have got an affiliate link, shouldn't I? I'd be rich by now. They might be able to get this book. But you're going to join my website, The Natural Nurse Army, and we're going to be going through everything piece by piece and explained. So what's consumption? You heard about consumption. People used to die of consumption, didn't they? The consumptive patient eliminates continually the mucus caused from erroneously increased mucus forming foods, meat, dairy, fibrous foods, all your rubbish, your wheat, your hybridized wheat and mucus forming foods through the lungs instead of through the natural ways. The organ itself decays more and more producing germs and it is then called tuberculosis. The vital organ, the lung, the pump works insufficiently on the circulation. The entire cell system decays more and more and decomposes until the patient dies. That's exactly what you see. Toothache. So it's it's nature's sign to, to you to stop eating, according to Professor Eric. Stop eating so that the teeth can repair. There's waste and pus in the tooth. You've eaten too much poor food and meat. Teeth do repair. But what does the dentist do? Drills it out, puts some mercury in there, some amalgam fillings, <laughs> or he kills it. He takes the root out. Now you've got a dead tooth, a root canal. That's a big no-no. We'll do a whole show on that because we've got dentists coming on. Rheumatism and gout, mucus and uric acid, particularly accumulated in the joints, since here is the less uh, dependable part of the tissues for the passage of circulation. Heavily loaded with waste and uric acid in the one-sided meat eater's body. Well, let me tell you, what do you see with people with gout? They eat loads of meat, drink red wine, and you get the pain in the joints. I've been known to like a dirty bag of crisps, potato chips to you Americans. And um, when I eat <laughs> within a few mouthfuls now, I get pain in my thumb joint and it inflames because it's got acrylamides in it, which is carcinogenic plastic where they've cooked the vegetables at a high temperature. Uh, anyway, I, I very rarely do it now. I just don't because I can't bear the pain. I'm mostly 99.99% clean. Stomach trouble. The stomach is the central organ of disease matter supply. There is a limit to the ability of this organ to digest and empty itself after the meal. Every food, even the best kinds, are mixed with the acid mucus continually remaining in the average person's stomach. So how how long between meals are you having? Because most people I know, they've continue, continually eating now. You know, they have breakfast, they have mid-morning snack, donuts, Costa coffee, biscuits coming round, lunch, crisps in the afternoon, more food, more food, dinner. Then they sit from the telly, snacking, 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 and it never empties. All of your fat in your starch starts to be digested in your mouth and it switches off 
when it gets to the stomach and the stomach starts to digest the protein. If you've still got more coming down the hatch, your stomach's going, hold on, hold on, hold on. It can't open up to go through your duodenum and let the digested food go through. So you get undigested protein going through. So then what happens? Your body has to produce more mucus and your appendix produces more and more and more antibacterial and it becomes inflamed. And then what do they call it? An appendicitis that removes your appendix. Stop it! <laughs> it's the, stop eating all day long. Greedy piglets. Stop it. You shouldn't even be doing it over Christmas. Um, so I'm just going to ask my guest, are you in? Said, <laughs> said the vicar. Anyway, goiter is a, say, a sane deposit by nature's tremendous waste to keep it from entering the circulation. It's interesting, isn't it, that goiter, there was a big study done. And uh, where there was no iodine, the people got goiter. And yet they said that the goiter was caused by iodine, but it's not. It's lack of iodine as well. And chlorine, fluoride, bromine pushes iodine from your thyroid gland and stops it working. What's fluoride and chlorine in? Your water. What's bromine in? All your fire retardants. So you need to be eating iodine-rich foods. And you can take a little bit of iodine under somebody's advice. So what's a boil is in principle, is elimination to the outside. Uh, if I eat things I shouldn't, I get zits. As soon as I stop eating them, I don't get zits. I have beautiful skin. Now, as soon as we're friends here and I love you all and you are my fam, I'm going to tell you about my backside. Uh, in the run up to getting cancer, I used to get like acne on my backside. And I thought it was because I was working out all the time and I was wearing lycra and sweating. As soon as I started the Gerson therapy within six weeks, my skin was perfect. I used to have all these bumps up and down my arms that I used to pick. And, and it sounds revolting, doesn't it? I'm like a monkey. Like, I'm just telling you, I'm being honest. And um, what actually happened, as soon as I stopped eating all those foods, those bumps all disappeared. Yet the doctors told me it was hyperkeratosis and I could put a, a steroid cream on it to get rid of it, which makes your skin thing. Yeah, right. Stammering. Have any of you got a stammer? Do any of you stutter? Have you been for loads of therapy? Have you been told, oh, it's just one of those things? Special accumulation of mucus in the throat interfering with the functioning of the vocal cords. So if you've got a stammer, you need to get yourself on the mucusless diet, don't you? Give yourself 12 weeks on it. See what happens with your stammer. Contact me. Tell us about it. Do you know anyone else with a stammer? Buy them this book as a gift. It's cheap. Liver and kidney disease. These organs are a very spongy construction and their function is that of a kind of physiological sieve. They are therefore easily constipated by sticky mucus. Dr. Max Gerson, who was also one of the pioneers, and we've had Dr. Patrick Vickers on, and he is coming on again to tell you about Dr. Max Gerson. He'll come on for the full two hours. He said, the liver is to cancer as the heart is to vascular disease. The coffee enemas cleanse the liver and the Hippocrates soup, soup cleanses the kidneys. And... I had a friend who had a urine infection. We just got her on loads of Hippocrates soup, cleared it up. I'm telling you, but of course, don't listen to me. Please do go to your doctor if you have any symptoms. 
Sex diseases. Ah, your ears pricked up now, didn't they, fellas? You know, you should be pole vaulting out of that bed in the morning. That morning erection should take you into the bathroom, gritting your teeth, because I know you need to wait for it to go down a bit in order to pass urine. So that soggy banana that 70% over 70 have got, 50% over 50 have got, uh, I think it's 40% over 40 have got, is not normal. Men in the villages, in, in wherever, in third world countries are siring babies in their 90s. You lot can't even raise a smile. And trust me, us girls don't like it. And for you girls with your dry vaginas, I always like to get vagina in every show. I've done a show on that. You need to get yourself on Tintinet, buy yourself some of these Yoni eggs. I really need to get myself an affiliate link there. I could be rich on theirs as well. The, the Japanese um, concubines use them and... You, you start with a big one, going down to a smaller one for a specific time. You can email me. I've done it on the shows. I'll do it again. And what it does is it makes all those muscles contract in your vagina, which makes the blood rush in, which then increases the mucus that you do need in your vagina, which means that you don't have that dry vagina that they tell you is a normal thing with uh, having menopause. There's no name for menopause in a lot of Eastern cultures. It doesn't exist. I've not had a single symptom of menopause. And I menopaused over a decade ago. You're all listening now, aren't you? She's like, oh my God, she's talking about penises, erections, dry vaginas, menopause. Yes, because that's how you all got there. By running around the bedroom, doing whatever you do, and you've all brushed the with your cheek a vagina on the way out as you were born. So look, we're coming to the end of the first hour and I'm going to carry on, finish this up and bring on my guest. So don't go away. TNT Radio Live. 